Welcome to Aaron's Podcast, episode 359. Today is Wednesday, January 5th, 2022. It's a new year. Hopefully this year will be better than the last one or the one before. <laughs> we shall see. I actually recorded episode 359 three other times, beginning in October, about a week after my previous episode, and then a week later, and then I, roughly a week after that in early November, before I finally just gave up. And there's a lot of reasons for that. And the main reason is, of course, COVID. And that's probably a good place to start because I should update what's happened since that episode in last episode in October. And the first and most important thing is vac vaccine status or vaccination status or whatever you call it. We are now at 92% fully vaccinated and 94% have at least one dose, one or two. And we've also now started our booster program, and 339,000 people have had a booster so far. And I'm now eligible for a booster because originally it was six weeks from the date of your second jab, and they shortened it to four, not six weeks, six months from your second jab, and they shortened it to four months, which for me would have been December, except that the change didn't start until today, January 5th. The problem... <laughs> Just, you can't book through the government booking system like you could for the, the original doses. Um, you can, actually, but they don't start until February 17th, I think was the earliest date anywhere that you could book. And by that time, I'll be nearly at six months. So that's not a goer. There are um, chemists all over the show who are doing the booster shots now. Some of them you can just walk in, some of them you need to book. I don't know what the story is with any particular one, but I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to ring around and try to find one that is accepting walk-ins that day or or try to make an appointment at one or something. That's my mission for tomorrow to try to sort that out. Because uh, I my four months was in December, and it, it's coming up on six months now. Sorry, five months. And I want to get it done as soon as possible because Omicron is sooner or later, it's going to get loose in the community. It's just a matter of time. We had a scare, um, some DJ, who did admittedly break the rules, but it wasn't entirely his fault because he was under the impression he was done with his mandatory um, isolation period, and he had a final COVID test that was done um, after he was already sprung from the managed isolation part, then he was supposed to stay in ordinary isolation in the community. And because of the Christmas holiday, the results were delayed and it came back positive for Omicron. And since then, there is speculation that he may have been an historic case because he came from the UK. And it's unclear um, where it came from, but it, it didn't spread, fortunately, this time. But it's inevitable. It's going to get out sooner or later. And we all know that. And the best defense is to be triple jabbed. And uh, so I'm really quite anxious to get that done. The sooner the better. So COVID has been the dominant thing in New Zealand since August, I easily since August. And um, as you will recall, the day that I got my second jab of the original vaccine was the same day the government announced that New Zealand was going under a level four lockdown, which is complete lockdown, because Delta had been detected in the community. And it spread fairly quickly and and especially in Auckland, 
Auckland was under a lockdown of one sort or another for 108 days, I think it was, from August 17th or 18th or whatever it was when we actually started all the way until December 15th when the border reopened. Now, technically, they weren't under lockdown all that time because the country switched to a stoplight or sorry, traffic light system beginning on December 12th. And so then they, with the rest of the country, they went on under that system, but they were under red, which is the highest level, which was actually equivalent to the old level three rather than a complete lockdown. And um, the rest of the country went to, except for a few DHBs around the country, went to um, the orange level or, or gold or amber or whatever you want to call it, including Waikato. The Waikato had gone back to level two. Uh, I've forgotten when it was now, early November sometime, 12th or something like that. And so we had about a month at level two before the uh, traffic light system took effect. And I have to say that the level three lockdown in the Waikato from October 3rd to November, whatever it was, was the hardest of all of the lockdowns that I personally experienced. And I admit, cannot quite work out why that is, why that particular one bothered me more than any other. I think that the level four, the original level four lockdown in March of 2020 was such a, such a weird, unusual, novel sort of experience that it didn't strike me as, as hard, even though I was all alone with the dogs and I had to, um, you know, basically cope by myself. And, and family did drop some stuff off for me, and I finally managed to find a place to order in some some uh, groceries, although I was fairly well stocked when we started lockdown. But the thing is that I was, I just sold our, our last house in Auckland, fortunately, just before lockdown was announced. And so I was free to do what I wanted to do, and I bought a lawnmower on the weekend before lockdown, fortunately. And so I, I worked on projects around the house um, during that time. And it was fine. I did some experimenting with food. I've, I've Instagrammed some of the stuff that I got up to during that time. And it just wasn't horrible. And But then we had sort of yo-yoing lockdowns. Usually level three was as bad as it got. But it was, this, it was the constant uncertainty of not knowing what was going to happen or when it was going to happen. And then as Delta started rav ravaging the world, we knew that sooner or later that was going to come here. And that became something... To worry about, I guess. And then when it actually happened, no one was surprised. And our level four lockdown was two weeks and then followed by a week at level three. And then we went to level two up until, uh, this was um, August into early September. And up until about a month later, we went back under level three here in the Waikato, which is a near lockdown. It um, Some people, it's been called lockdown with takeaways because you can get takeaways and you can get food delivered as long as it's all contactless. Or could, I should say. It's, things are a bit different now. And so that hit me hard. And I'm not, I'm still not sure why. The only thing I can think is that it was because it happened um, because of a gang member going to Auckland illegally and bringing Delta back and infecting um, the Waikato. And I resented that so much. I resented that they weren't arrested and prosecuted for what they'd done, you know, throwing all of us into level three lockdown and into a panic. But since then, gang members have continued to spread COVID throughout the Waikato and nothing's happened to them. 
in part because I, th I think, this is my theory, I don't know this for a fact, the government wants to try to get their help to get their cohort <laughs> um, vaccinated. So I think that's what it's got to do with. I'm not really sure, but they, it, it's, it's not that they're going out there deliberately trying to infect people. It's nothing like that. It's that they don't care. And it made me angry. But I, that I don't think is all of it. I think part of it is just that I was going through a really bad uh, year because, um, as you may recall, early, fairly early in the year, February, I think it was, uh, Sunny died, or I had to take Sunny on her last trip to the vet. And then Jake died in September. So I had a lot to deal with last year. And it was right after Jake died that we went under level three lockdown again. So that could have played into it as well. I just, I don't know. I don't have any idea. I, so I was, <laughs> I was really glad to see the back of 2021. I hated 2021. And in some ways I hated it more than 2020. In fact, I think, I think it's safe to say that I hated it more than 2020. I was glad to see the back of 2020, but it wasn't about me personally so much because 2020 ended with me in my new house and we weren't under any sort of lockdown or anything. I had all three of the dogs and things were okay. I wasn't making huge progress with the house, but you know, I was kind of cuddling along, getting things sorted as, as I could. And then when 2021 hit, it all fell apart. And when Sonny died and Jake died and we had all these lockdowns keep kept coming. So it was just a, it was a really bad year. Now, last year, too, in July, I started working on the garage, trying to unpack all the last of the boxes, and I put all of Nigel's toys, as he called them, electronic bits and pieces, on two sets of shelves I had, large shelves, I might add, 1,200 wide, I think they are. And that went well, but I had to, I stopped because we went under lockdown, <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't take um, the empty boxes to the tip. I don't believe. I'm not, I think it was closed. Under, it was certainly under level four. I think it was under level three, too. And I couldn't get the movers to come and collect them, which is what I planned to do a, a day or two after um, I had my vaccination. And so I, I did finally get to that. Um, I think it was November, December. Might have been November. I finally was able to get them come to come and collect the boxes, which cleared out a lot of room in the garage, to be fair. But it's still, it, in some ways, it's worse than it was before I started. Now I can't do anything because it is so hot in there. It is, if, imagine putting a pizza in the oven, a frozen pizza in the oven, you know, it's usually around 200 Celsius, give or take, and you open the door and it, the heat hits you in the face. That's what happens every time I walk into the garage. It is so ungodly hot in there. Even if I open the door, I don't think it there would be enough of a breeze, the overhead door, I don't think there'd be enough of a breeze to make it bearable. And then, you know, I'm on display to the entire street watching me go through stuff. And I, I don't, I don't like that idea. So I'm, I put that off and instead I'm, I've been working on some projects in the house and I've, I've blogged about a lot of these projects. If you go to my blog, amarins.blogspot.com, you can just click on the, on the um, label um, projects and that'll take you to all of the things that I've done. Some are around the house, some are, some are not. But there is a sort of important thing that's going on, I think, and that's that I've come to a point where I feel that I have to start kind of just having everything be about me now. I think I am now ready to deal with the last of the stuff that I have to deal with of Nigel's. And I, I, did, 
I wasn't in an emotional place to do that before. I think that what my situation was, there was a part of me that it's not that I felt that if I got rid of stuff that was his, that it, I would be getting rid of him symbolically. It's nothing like that. It was more like I I felt as if we were still together physically and getting rid of his stuff was just seemed wrong and out of place and all that. It wasn't an emotional thing as such. It was more of a kind of mindset and kind of a um, feeling or something. I, I can't really articulate it because I, I don't, I haven't wrapped my head around what was going on. But I realized that I'd started to make a shift when I framed a couple of movie posters. And I did a blog particularly about that, especially about, about that thing in particular, rather. And what was significant about that is it's something I'd wanted to do for years. As a matter of fact, it was 37 years I had these posters and never framed them. And I wanted to, and I wanted to hang them in, in my hallway here with another poster that that had already been framed. It's something I wanted to do while Nigel was alive, never got around to it. And I wanted to do it for 37 years and never got around to it. And now it's done. And in my mind, it was a symbol of moving forward to try to build a life without Nigel physically in it. And I think back on other, I mean, not think back, think of other things that I need to do that with as well. I'm going to have another go through his shirts. Uh, you may recall that after he died, actually, I don't know if I talked about this on the blog, I know, on the podcast, I know I did on the blog. After he died, I went through all of his shirts, actually fairly early on in the first couple of weeks, I think, because I could hear Nigel's voice in, in my head saying, they're just shirts. You know, it's, it didn't represent him. And there was no point keeping shirts that didn't fit me and never would fit me. So I got rid of about half of them, I think. And I kept the ones that did fit because, you know, they're shirts. <laughs> but I think I'm going to have another go through them because there's some that I think I will probably never fit. There's some that I kept because I thought, you know, how many times have, have any of us said this? Oh, if I lose a bit of weight, I'll fit into them. Well, that hasn't happened. If anything, I've gained lockdown weight since the this this past year in 2021, not in 2020. And um, I have to just accept that some of the shirts are never going to fit me. And so things like that. And um, some t-shirts that we bought when we were in the U.S. and either, I don't remember if it was 97 or 99, but I'm never going to wear them. So I might as well just give them to an op shop, which is, um, what do you call them, a thrift store, charity shop, that sort of thing. And I've already started going through other things, um, old um, you know, plates and stuff, and boxing them up to take. But I couldn't take them because, <laughs> because of these bloody lockdowns. And then there were the holidays, and so I just haven't had a chance to deal with it. But that is definitely on my agenda to start getting some, what I can, what I can donate, I will donate. Now there's a few things, I think four things altogether I've sold on, on our uh, auction sites called Trade Me, which is similar to eBay in some ways, but it's a New Zealand owned and operated site. And uh, I, I think it was four items and I think I got about $88, which is far less than any of those cost originally, I might add, but that's okay. But it's four things that are gone. That's the point. And those are things, it's, it's typical because I've got, I've got three different categories. And this is true of, of anybody who's got clutter. One is the stuff that is utter junk. And there isn't that much of that because I've been able to throw away bits and pieces over the nearly two years that I've been in this house, just in my weekly rubbish. I haven't had to make a special trip to the tip or, or hire a bin or whatever. And that is part of my goal. Part of my goal is to not throw a lot of stuff away if I can avoid it. 
um, minim minimize waste. Second is things I can donate. And as I said, I've been working on that and I'm, and I'm going to be going through more stuff to get rid of, to, to donate as well. Or three, to sell. And as I said, I have sold four, th five things, actually, technically. I did one last year, too. And I've got more than I'm also going to sell, too. The, the problem with Nigel's toys, some of them do have value, some of them don't. And if they don't, then they'll go to e-waste recyclers. But um, some of the things, they do have value, but it might be a device that needs a remote, and I don't know where the remote is, or the manual, or something that's not missing its pieces. And until I've got the garage clear, I'm not going to have the space mental or physical, to be able to go through the stuff and marry it all up so that I can sell it or donate it or, or whatever I need to do. So it's this, this whole situation, ever since I've shifted into this house has been, I can't do A until I do B. I can't do B until I do C. I can't do C until I do J. I can't do J until I do H. I can't do H until I do F. You know, it's back and forth all over the place in these endless loops of of have to do this before that kind of thing. And nothing ever gets done. It feels like nothing ever gets done. But along the way, I have done some things. I bought um, two sets of shelves for the lounge. One is was for our DVDs, which have been packed away for years. And the other is for our, our CDs, which have also been packed away for years. And both, it's similar, similar reasons why I wanted to do the part of it is because I felt the lounge needed something else. But also because I looked at the DVDs, because um, I had considered trying to sell them or whatever, and I looked at them and I realized that they told a story of us, because I could tell them the DVDs that Nigel had picked, the ones that I had picked, the ones we kind of picked together, more or less. And so, and they were ones I wanted. It wasn't, you know, I'm just keeping them for sentimental reasons or anything. It's nothing like that. It's just that I thought, you know, there are times I might just want to watch a particular movie and I don't want to have to go search for it on any service that I've got or whatever, and it may not even be available, so I'm just going to keep them. Now, the CDs are a bit different because um, when iTunes and the like started in New Zealand, well, it started in the world, but in New Zealand, it was illegal to take your CDs and convert them to MP3s or whatever for playing on an iPod. And people did it anyway, obviously. But the only music it was legal to put onto your iPod was something that um, was given to you by the musician who had all of the recording performance rights or music you made yourself. And, you know, that's a nonsense. Nobody's actually, I shouldn't say nobody, most people <laughs> wouldn't do that. So they changed the law to make it, you could format shift, as it's called, your, um, D, your CDs from physical discs to electronic files that you could play in an iPod or whatever. But you had to keep the CDs and they had to be available for inspection by the licensing agencies at any time. Now, as far as I know, that's never, ever happened. Um, I would have thought it would have been in the news if it ever happened because, I mean, it seems like a colossal waste of time to me. The idea behind that is that they didn't want people buying CDs, ripping them to MP3 or whatever, and then selling the CD. And, you know, that's fair enough, but whatever. But then, too... There are times I would like to listen to a CD in its original format um, in a, as an album. And it's funny because I used to hear, um, I thought there were snobs talking about how you should listen to albums as the artist intended and all that sort of thing. I thought, oh, that's a load of crap. If I just want to listen to the song, I'll listen to a song. Well, that's still true. But I've begun to appreciate what they were trying to say and that sometimes 
listening to an album as a complete work is is nice. And I have um, a, a, two devices in the lounge that will play CDs, and one that plays DVDs, and I don't have anything that will play any of my electronic music, which, by the way, I don't even have on my phone because I've never had enough room to store much music. So there's really no way for me to stream it. I mean, I hope to eventually set up a media server so that I can just stream music on any device anywhere in the house. But I don't have that at this moment. Um, although Nigel left behind several several servers that would probably be suitable for that, and I just have, haven't had a chance to sort through them yet. <laughs> anyway, my point is that I had reasons. I wanted shelves in those space in spaces where I put them because... And I, I felt it would complete the room more and I also decided to use to put those discs in there because, I don't know, they, they make me feel good. That's reason enough. So I'm in the process of that. I did the DVDs um, in November, I think it was, and I got the second lot of shelves a couple of weeks ago and I just put them together yesterday finally. <laughs> and I got all the DVDs out of the garage, but I, uh, CDs rather, out of the garage yesterday after the sun had been down for about an hour and a half or so when it was cool enough. Um, I just brought the boxes into the house and left them to, to cool down. They weren't hot. That's all right. And, uh, so that's, that's this evening's project. Um, it is, like I said, it's extremely hot right now. The temperatures have been in, in Hamilton have been somewhere around 30 degrees or a bit more, which in U S temperatures is mid eighties Fahrenheit basically. So it's been too hot to do anything outside. I've had a mission trying to get the lawns under control, and part of the problem now is heat, because um, the the back lawn in particular got way out of control. We had a very wet spring in um, September, October, very wet spring, um, not enough dry days to be able to mow it, and of course the, the rains just helped the grass grow, and, every, and the weeds in particular, and they got really high. Some parts of the weeds, not the grass, but the weeds were easily over my knee by the time I was able to finally get to it. So it took me a couple of days to get the, the back lawn knocked back into shape. And since then I've gone out and mowed it um, like normal, but it, it was really difficult and there's still a lot more work to do outside um, getting rid of other weeds and figuring out what to do with, you know, what to plant. I wasn't able to plant because we were under lockdown level three lockdown at the time when it would have made sense to do the planting. And I could have ordered the plants through Cl Click and Collect, order them online and go pick them up from the home center. But I want to pick my own plants. I don't want to just take, you know, whatever luck there is. I know people who did that and they ended up getting plants that died. So I, I never planted anything this year. I don't even have any vegetables or flowers or anything this year. And, uh, but, you know, we're not that far from autumn now. Well, we are more than two months but um or a better part of and that yeah so when autumn rolls around i'm gonna start taking more um interest in that sort of thing because it'll be cooler it'll be easier the, the, hopefully the ground won't be dry and hard and horrible and um in the meantime i've got plenty of things to do in the house in the air-conditioned house and uh, so that's what what i'm basically focusing on so a lot has changed since i last um, podcasted. The New Zealand no longer has alert levels. It now has the traffic light system. And um, I, I'm about to get my booster jab. We don't have um, Omicron in the community yet. We uh, The Delta outbreak is waning. And 
overall, we're in a really good um, state uh, right now. And I'm actually in a much better state than I was last year. I mean, I'm getting used to not having um, uh, Jake and Sonny around anymore. Um, I can go out and do things if I want to, although not when it's this hot. <laughs> and I can even go back to Auckland now. I have been haven't been able to go to Auckland since August. And they haven't been able to come here since August either. So I've seen some of my um, August, my uh, Auckland family over Christmas and the week after. And um, so now I'm going to be going up to Auckland and visiting people as well. So I'm going to be able to get out and about a bit more too, which is always a good thing. And um, other than that, it's, it's th in some ways, this year is the start of whatever it is that my life is going to become. The past two years in some ways have almost have been a bit of a holding pattern and it, it's it's time to to move forward it's time to build something for myself and that's really what all of this i've been talking about is about i'm concentrating on on trying to stay healthy and trying to avoid covid at all costs i have been um, thinking through a lot of things over the past few months in particular and come to i think some some reasonable conclusions and so that's where we're at now, I don't know what my podcasting schedule is going to be yet. It might be once a week, might be once every two weeks. I don't know. We shall see. At the moment, I'm still going to continue doing what I was doing for a while last year, and that's to podcast when I feel like it, but um, with a goal of once a week. And there's really no reason why I couldn't. It's not like I've got a lot of things ticking up my time. <laughs> so um, we'll see where this goes. But this is a new year. This is a new adventure as far as I'm concerned. And we'll just have to see where it leads. But that's it for today. Uh, and that's it for the first podcast of 2022. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. You can comment on this or any episode of the Airman's Podcast at airmanspodcast.com, where you can also leave a voice message. You can visit and comment on the Amarin's Facebook page, or you can email me with or without a voice message at amarin's at gmail.com. This podcast is a proud member of the Pride 48 Network and is produced and distributed under Creative Commons license. Complete details at the website. <laughs>